BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Jenna Ellis, and welcome to Just the Truth podcast, sponsored by the Thomas More Society, which is a not-for-profit national public interest law firm dedicated to restoring respect in law for life, family, and religious liberty. You can find them at thomasmoresociety.org. It is Friday, so you know what that means here on Just the Truth. We're going to have my good friend, Aubrey Shines, who's host of America Shines here on Real America's Voice, and he'll be joining me for a Friday roundup discussion as much as we can have him, so count on that every Friday night. So, Aubrey, thanks again for joining me. Love being here. Thanks, Jenna. Oh, yeah. These yeah. discussions are so important, and I think because you and I have the courage to always speak the truth and to speak the truth about all topics, regardless of cancel culture, the controversy, or whatever Twitter says against us, right? <laughs> Right. Well, so, that's a lot. Yes, it is. But uh, but tonight, one of the first things that I saw a couple of days ago mm-hmm. on uh, Twitter, it was a Good Morning America segment where apparently, and, and I don't watch The Bachelor, you guys, but apparently pop culture, that's a thing. Uh, but one of these stars that was a, from a couple of years ago was known as the Virgin Bachelor, got a lot of grief for uh, actually saying on the show that he was a virgin. And at the time, he said, well, it's because of my faith and my Christianity. And then on Good Morning America, just this this week, he came out as gay and said that that was the reason for uh, his virginity. So he said this, let's watch. Were there specific things that you were able to do this past year to help you get to this point? I bought a home in Denver. I settled down there. I have my family there. I got closer to God this year. And I know even saying that now as a gay man, people can be like, how is that even possible? And it's like, I don't think unless you understand, I used to wake up in the morning and pray for him to take the gay away. I used to pray for him to change me. And I can now wake up and pray to God and I can actually have faith and I can go into church and be present, not have it be conditional on this topic of take this off my plate and I'll still worship you and I'll still be there. You know, it's more, I'm closer to him. And that's helped, to be honest with you. All right, so Aubrey Shines, yeah. he's saying that he got closer to God yeah. through living in sin. This is a false view of Christianity. Well, let's take it from the top. He says that he was a virgin. Virgin in what? Because sex outside of the definition of God's definition of marriage, it still loses one's virginity. So was he practicing this? He said he prayed that God would take it away. Does that mean that he was practicing this particular type of lifestyle. Now, when he uses this, I'm not trying to be funny, but it is a little funny in this regard when he says, well, I I feel closer to God. Well, let's hope he's talking about, or at least in my case, is he talking about the God of Scripture? Because if he's talking about the God of Scripture, then I hope that he is getting closer because what he'll find out is that God actually has some interesting provisions about that topic of homosexuality. So if he's getting closer, that's good. Now, is he talking about, quote, a church where he worships that accepts? Because there are some fragment churches now that have broken away from their mainstream 
orthodoxy, and they're actually teaching this for one purpose, I happen to know this for a fact, is because they've lost so many members, members through membership because of their previous orthodox several thousand year stand, they thought, well, maybe we can boost the numbers by bringing in individuals that no longer necessarily believe in the uh, orthodoxy that they've been teaching. It's expanding the tent is what they call it because yeah. their definition of success is numbers rather than orthodoxy and yeah. standing from a doctor. So if this guy is, quote, uh, he's getting closer to God again, if it's the God of the Bible, that you know, Americans know where this nation was found. Okay, cool. He will find out eventually that he may have feelings, but to live out those feelings is something that the God of Scripture that he is getting close to, if that is the God, he'll find out that uh, it's going to be some provisions that's not going to allow him to live out whatever he thinks. Personally, in hearing that, I think it's just no more for him than to build whatever his brand is. Uh, he didn't wake up one day and think and or feel. Now remember, Jenna, we had the same argument several years ago when Dr. Ben Carson came out and he said, what do we do with the fact that he was just asking an intelligent question. When you have 80 plus percent of men, if they go into a prison system and they go in heterosexual, if they're violated repeatedly, these are facts, not my opinion, often they will find themselves in relationships and even upon leaving prison, They'll do the same thing when Ben Carson said that. He was just scorned by the public. I find this last point very interesting, and that's this. When he said that he was a virgin, he was slandered on this show. That was forbidden. Now, that's a God concept. But the moment that he says, well, I'm now out of the closet practicing openly my homosexuality. And by the way, I've always found it quite strange when I, in, uh, when I engage individuals that have a particular lifestyle, that they often lead out with what their sexual preference is. If I meet someone and they say, I'm homosexual, I guess my question would be, why do I why need to know about identity? your sexual preference? Right. I, I, why can't I just know you as a guy or as a girl or as an American or wherever you're from? So I think this is a ruse. I think this is something to build his brand. And he did say, by the way, out of this, he's been able to buy a home. Maybe that was the objective. <laughs> right. And one thing that you just said, too, is it's very interesting what our culture is. Doing. I mean, look, he's on Good Morning America, that when our culture scorned him and derided him for being a virgin on the basis of Christianity, that was unacceptable. But now when he's coming out and saying, well, it's just because I lived with all this guilt and it's because I was gay. Now, somehow that's applauded. I mean, you saw uh, the presenter, the host there who was you know, almost looking at him with such, oh, I'm, I'm giving you such sympathy and you you poor soul. Yeah. And, um, and so that's such a difference in our culture in how we treat people's decision-making on the basis of faith versus uh, their decision-making on the basis of what culture permits. And so we're going to be right back uh, with more with my good friend Aubrey Shines, who's the host of America Shines, to talk more about this topic and why this is so important. I don't want uh, to just to minimize the impact here of what culture is doing to normalize some of these sins and to normalize uh, this type of reaction to what culture perceives as right and true when we know that this is expressly against the God of the Bible and true Christianity. So we'll be right back with more on Just the Truth. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's gonna be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. 
The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Just the Truth. We're continuing the conversation with my good friend, Avery Shines, who's the host of America Shines here every Saturday. You want to tune into that. And so we're here on the Friday Roundup, and we are talking about uh, just one of the headlines from this past week, which is Colton Underwood, who was the virgin bachelor, who was very derided uh, for saying that he was a virgin according to his faith, that is now applauded by the mainstream media, by the leftist culture, for saying, well, I was just a virgin because I'm gay and I'm coming out of the closet. And he's saying in that, in uh, the, the sound clip that we just played before the break, he's saying that he actually drew closer to God in that. But this is a false view of Christianity because you can't draw closer genuinely to the true God of the Bible. And as Aubrey, as you were saying, you know, this, mm -hmm. this may not be actually uh, the God of the Bible that he thinks he's drawing close to, but yeah. you can't actually draw close to God while living in sin. We know that we are all sinners yeah. and that all sin is, is wrong and it's against uh, the true God and his character and nature and what he prescribes and defines, but you can't really draw close to God while living in a sinful lifestyle. So for him to say that and to say that, oh, now I can go to church and I can, you know, just be free finally uh, to live my life in sin, it would be no different than saying, oh, thank the Lord, I'm finally free to commit all of the thefts that I've been withholding, or I'm I'm free now just to um, to be a liar cheater. Um, I'm free now to, be, to, to murder as much as I want. I mean, all of these things are very different yeah, sins, but sure. they're all morally wrong. Well, I find what's interesting is look at the individual show that he chose to go on. She is a out-of-the-closet lesbian, and again, that's her choice. But notice she didn't ask certain questions. She didn't ask questions about how does your church feel about this? What kind of church do you go to? Is this church in keeping? Obviously it's not, but again, just basic journalistic questions never was asked one time. So again, I see it as a ruse. I see it as something that he's done just to further his career. And again, he got a big house out of it. Right, and it's normalizing it though for all of the people who are watching, who are maybe following him on social media and who are saying, oh, now this is somebody who um, has, has been openly uh, a self-professed Christian and yet, now he's saying, um, I'm, I'm living this lifestyle and I'm drawn closer to God. There's a danger in that to then pervert the orthodoxy of Christianity because Christianity, by definition, is an exclusive yeah. religion in the sense that we declare, uh, based on what God has told us, it's not my declaration, sure. it's his. We say these are, what the, these are the principles of truth. This is the self-evident truth of the mm -hmm. God of the Bible. And this is exclusive truth, meaning anything that goes against that we expressly disclaim. And people have this kind of notion that we have to have a, a wide tent and we have to be accepting if we're going to be loving. That's a wrong definition well, of Well, not only is it wrong, let's go, let's flip the coin here. What would have happened, Jenna, do you think, just for a quick moment, if he says, I now find it easier to be an Islamist. I'm practicing Islam. There would be an outcry amongst all Islamic leaders in this nation. They would be going bonkers. Why? Because it would debunk the fact that this is something that is not practiced at all in Islam. So when I hear this false narrative, I always ask this type of question. Why is it that hosts like that will always bring on individuals like him, especially when it begins to kind of punch the hole some kind of way, which it never succeeds, by the way, but it's always an attack on Christianity. They never do it 
with someone who's practicing, practicing Islam. He didn't right. say, now that I've come out, I feel as, a, as a, a practicing Muslim now, I feel that I can have all the pork that I want to. Why? Because it would violate the tenet of being an adherent to Islamic dogma. Mm -hmm. But yet with Christianity, it's always a punch. Why? Because the left knows something. And they know that it's Christians in this nation that continue to fight against the moral decay. They hate that word. They hate it because they say, hey, who are you to judge? But they never do it with Islam. They never do it with Hinduism. And I know, I, I've, I've watched this, I've studied, I've done shows on this. They never touch any other religion. Why? Because it is Christianity that was the foundation of this nation. This is a direct attack to make sure that this nation continues to collapse. Now again, Jenna, he has a right in America to live however he wants to live. That's his prerogative. But to couple that lifestyle under the umbrella of now I'm a practicing Christian, I don't know one scholar to date that would actually find themselves marrying this concept with this gentleman, that some kind of way he can live a lifestyle like that and still be deemed a Christian. I don't know one, it doesn't exist. Now, if he's getting closer to God of the scripture, well, he's going to find both in the Old and the New Testament that his practice lifestyle is something that Christ actually objects to and the apostles. So it's going to be interesting to see if they have a follow-up with that gentleman. I won't hold my breath. Right. And, you know, and to the people who would say, well, you know, Jesus never specifically and expressly forbid homosexuality. Oh, sure he well, did. of course he did. And yeah. so and when he affirms uh, Genesis is teaching and God saying that um, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two shall become one in Genesis 1 27. Yeah. Jesus Christ also uh, he affirms that passage and says expressly that um, in the Gospels that um, marriage is between one man and one woman. And so we know that any uh, sexual activity outside of the covenant of marriage mm -hmm. is morally wrong according to truth and according to the word of the Bible. And so that doesn't give any context that homosexuality as an action yeah. is morally okay with the God of Well, I debated individuals like this before. They said, well, that's in the Old Testament. No, it's not. Well, Jesus never said it actually did. He said very clearly, he said, look, I didn't come to destroy what was already written. He says, I actually came to fulfill it. Well, that was something different. Well, what about the apostles? They were even a bit more brutal. They actually said, and I can quote the, the writings of St. Paul. St. Paul says, and I quote, he was talking to the Corinth uh, church that was in the city of Corinth. He said, listen, anyone that practices that type of lifestyle, and I quote St. Paul, he says, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. I'm not sure how much clearer that is there. So again, if he's seeking God, cool. Again, if it's the God of the scripture, he's going to have a real interesting awakening. I would like to have heard, of course, I'll never hear it, because again, the shows that he chose, these soft shows that he chooses to go on, well, they're not going to ask those type of questions because it would then indict them. So they're not into moral absolutes. They're into the subjective idea of what moral relativity is, and it certainly is divorced from Judeo-Christian ethos. Yes, and they're just wanting to affirm their own dogma. And, um, and I think that you said it so well, Aubrey, that uh, Christianity is the only 
religion the only truth that the leftists consistently attack. They're okay with any other truth claim yeah. because they know that inherently it is false and it's against the God of the Bible. It's only Christianity that the leftists always attack. And we have to stand firm and with courage continue speaking truth. This mm -hmm. isn't about hating our brothers. I hope that as he is pursuing God that it is the God of the Bible and I hope that he's eventually convicted of this and that he um, eventually comes into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we can, of course, pray for that, but we need to continue to mm -hmm. speak truth in love yeah. and to not be afraid to stand up and say, wait a second, this is behavior that we can't license, we can't approve of, we can't as Christians just say, well, you know, hey, we're going to affirm whatever because man, that's your decision that's yeah. on your conscience. No, we have to stand firm in Orthodox Christian truth. Well, it's, it, again, it's not just an attack. It, it, it's a little larger. It's trying to make sure that this nation is divided. This is about Let's kill this thing called this Constitution. Let's kill this thing called God. Because again, its, it's, it's foundation is built upon a particular set of principles. And anybody that reads our founding documents, you'll see that he's talking about the God of Scripture. This is how we got rid of slavery. This is how we got rid of these things simply because the Scripture began to frown against it. Always was there. Quakers and black leaders got together and said, this is not following the scripture. This is not what this is about. And we have to give kudos to these founders that even though they inherited something called slavery, they took the scripture as their guiding point and said, we cannot live up to this doing what we're doing in this country. So again, when I see young men like that begin to make comments, he's not just attacking faith that I believe in, it's also undermining the very tenets of this country and the things that it was founded upon. Absolutely. And it doesn't work. And it doesn't work because our founders understood that in order for them to have a genuine, legitimate revolution and for them to disclaim the infringements um, of the English system of government yeah. and what was happening to them, they had to appeal to the highest source of moral truth and our divine lawgiver. And so for everyone who wants to say that the Constitution in America um, is built on a secular society and that liberty and freedom mm. means license and absolute tolerance, they completely misunderstand and take out of context the idea that our, our founders recognized is that truth is self-evident yeah. and that all men are created equal. They're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights and that freedom and liberty, true, meaningful liberty and justice for all has to be rooted in a measurable difference between right and wrong, good and evil. Otherwise, this is just about our collective interpretation. Yeah. So what was wrong with the government that they were trying to rebel against? Well, not only that, I, I always laugh because what host that we just seen bringing in guys like that, what they're doing, and, and we all know this, they're advocating something called socialism. Here's what they're not really getting, or maybe they get it, but they don't understand it. If we were to have some kind of way become socialists here, here's the reality, guys like that could never go on TV because sexuality of that type of behavior is not lived out in Marxist uh, uh, countries. It does not happen. It's there for one purpose, and that is to destroy the nation. We saw what happened in Rome. We watch what happened in communists, whether it's China, Russia, etc. And it's the same thing. So they're trying to import something that my grandfather, biologically, my mom's dad, fought a war and died in World War II fighting to make sure that we wouldn't be this guy. 
Yeah, such excellent points, uh, yeah. Aubrey. Thank you so much for your boldness and your willingness to speak just the truth. So we'll be right back more with our Friday Roundup and getting to some topics of the day with my good friend Aubrey Shines, host of America Shines, right here on America's Voice every Saturday. We'll be right back with more of Just the Truth. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Continuing the conversation with my friend Aubrey Shines, who's host of America Shines every Saturday right here on Real America's Voice. And uh, we're talking about the news of, of the day and of the week in this kind of Friday roundup. And one of the things, my good friend, you wrote an article that uh, got actually quite wide, uh, widespread acclaim in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution this week. So what was that about? So we put in an ad. I actually have a foundation, and that foundation says, I'm going to get some conservative thought thinkers together. We put a full page ad in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and we just simply said that the laws that that legislator passed are good laws. Now, I think it still needs some tweaking. To uh, Georgia, you're talking yeah, about. To Georgia. To Georgia. Yeah, to Georgia. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yep, to Georgia. Biden was saying, <clears throat> and all the leftists well, are saying it's racist. And Stacey and Abrams is yeah. racist. Is that? It's yeah. not. Because it's anything ridiculous. other than that is not. Now, it's been huge. Uh, the Rush Limbaugh show picked it up. Breitbart picked it up. Everyone's Congrats. picked this up. Thank you, because we're and realizing. We're picking it up right I know, here and, and, we're, and we're doing so, it here know, now, on now Just the Truth. The yeah. Well, this is the real peak. <laughs> yeah. This is why I'm here, Jenna. Come on. And so I look at that, and I look at black and white and brown people in Georgia hanging out with me and my group to say, hey, you know what? We're working together. Now, let me tell you what the mainstream media wouldn't do. They wouldn't bring my coalition on because they're afraid, because mainstream media would have saw black, white, brown, and we're all saying the same thing. We talked about the $100 million plus dollars that was lost really impacting black and brown communities because uh, in that Fulton, DeKalb, uh, Cobb County area, you're talking right at 60, 61% population, black and brown people. So all those businesses, all those Uber drivers, all those little small restaurants, $100 million down the tank. And, and even Will Smith, the actor, I mean, I guess he's woke or something, whatever he is, but it's a silly move. He says, I'm not going to make my movie there now. I'm going to Louisiana. Hey, Will, hey, Fresh Prince, you may want to get a, a knock on the door here, buddy. Where you took your movie to actually has even stricter laws. So again, we're attacking issues like this. The mainstream media, Jenna, they hate this. Because we have men and women like yourself, like the guys that I do work with, and we are attacking these issues and they hate it because when truth, and here it is, just the truth is presented, we win the argument every time. What they're doing is they're trying to suppress it to make sure it doesn't get out. And I noticed something right in the headquarter area of CNN. They won't touch the subject, even though we already know they always would forbid someone like me or Larry Elder from ever coming on their shows because we don't, according to Soledad O'Brien, we don't fit their narrative of what type of color person they're looking for that don't yes. say what they want to say. So Absolutely. when we did that in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, major success all around the country, we're mm -hmm. getting positive response, things like this. Hey, Aubrey Shines. Thank you for being bold and courageous mm -hmm. enough just to put it out there. I didn't embellish anything. 
It's just there in black and white, and even the ad that we did is in black and white. <laughs> and that's so great. We need people to just stand up and speak truth. And and that's what America, I think, um, for all of the 80-plus million Trump supporters and even more than that who are conservatives who understand what this great nation was founded on, I think that there's a lot of people actually that have Biden regret for even the few <laughs> that legitimately did vote for Biden. They're seeing um, the, the outcome of this and the government, even in just a few months, that is going in such a wild progressive direction yeah. that they want to find the truth. And they're seeing that they're getting blocked by mainstream media who want to say, we can't talk about election integrity, to say, we're going to cancel you if you speak the truth, to say that uh, we don't want facts, we just want breaking opinion. We want, I mean, there was even um, Brian Stelter on CNN yeah. was mocking another news network and saying, you know, why haven't your hosts uh, posted vaccine selfies? As if he's shaming them for saying, you know, we, we want to have privacy in our decision of whether yeah. or not to accept the vaccine. I mean, these are things that are just absurd that we're seeing if anyone stands up boldly like what you're doing mm -hmm. against the mainstream media's narrative, then they don't want to have any part of that. But the American people are smarter than that. Aubrey. Oh, sure. They want the truth. Well, I think we saw that reflected in this last uh, this last presidential election. I mean, anyone with any common sense knows that Joe Biden did not hang out in a basement and some kind of way get like more votes than Barack Obama did even in the black community. It's absurd. It's absolutely it's 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 the absurdity at its best. And we all know that Kamala Harris was the first candidate to drop out. Of course she didn't. She's booed in, in California where she is. So we, we already know that. But with that being said, this is what else we know. And I think this really kind of echoes this real moment. I had an a individual, when I put this ad out, he's, a, he's been here, I don't think he said two, two and a half years legally here. He says, even though I don't subscribe to all the things that you may have faith in believing as far as your God. He says, but I want you to know I support what you're doing because the mm -hmm. country that I come from, this is why I'm so glad to be here because I'm finally to get out of the country that you guys are moving into. And I've moved here to have freedom and liberty, but it's looking more like this Southern area of Latin America that I've come out of. So when I fight, I'm not just fighting for me. I'm not fighting for you. I'm fighting for people that just understand the idea that this is the best thing going on on this globe. And it's called the United States of America. Absolutely. And we have to make sure that we are protecting and preserving liberty because you're right. The people from other countries who want to come here legally, who want to participate in our great American experiment, I mean, that's what binds us as Americans. It's not because, um, as, as my friend Dr. George, he was uh, with us on the program on Wednesday. And if you didn't see that, definitely go back and, and listen to his articulation of uh, our constitutional founding principles. But we, what he said is that um, what binds us as Americans Americans is a common creed. It's yeah. not about soil or birth or heritage or um, anything else other than the recognition of truth and that common creed that we are one nation under God because we recognize the principles of liberty. And that's what the leftists want to tear down and what they want to pretend with all of uh, their ideas of saying, you know, the, we're, we're somehow this the worst um, racist country ever. We have this systemic racism. We want we have to um, integrate all of this critical theory into our curriculum and so forth. They are denying the common creed that make us Americans that people outside of this country want to participate in. Yeah, I think it's simple, in my opinion. I think they hate it because again, when you deal with a Christian Judeo 
ethos. Again, you have to include one word. It's called penalty or judgment. Now, we don't like that. We don't like it because that means that I have to be responsible. See, if you're going to judge me for stealing something out of your backyard, well, I'm going to probably be a little reluctant to do so. But if there's no penalty in doing so, you, you think of, for instance, Cornell University just came out. And they just said this. And I, I was shocked. I, I had to confirm it. It's confirmed. We are no longer, if someone is on this camp, is going to be arrested. We're not going to identify with them by ethnicity. We're not going to identify them by gender. And I, I, I read this after confirming that this was real. And I thought, wait a minute, Cornell. If, so if someone commits a crime, like, I don't know, run over a child, a police no longer has the right to identify? How then would, on their, on their broadcast system, would they say, be on the lookout for uh, you can't a suspect that looks like this or who has the you know this type of age even or can you imagine I mean, this that's it's undermining fact yes and it's and, and it's it's something and I always use this, this example um, if I'm in court and I'm a prosecutor and I'm prosecuting a DUI case right and mm -hmm. we have the blood alcohol content we have all the indicia of alcohol we have you know the police report that was on the scene all of this and then the a defendant just gets up on the stand and says, well, I didn't feel drunk. And, and saying, and all of these things are just an attack against me. And based on feelings, and the judge goes, oh, yeah, yeah, we can't prosecute. We laugh because we know that that's absolutely absurd. You can't have proof yeah. without fact. Well, it goes back to the biblical issue as well. See, if we can get rid of this thing called Christianity out of America, then you get rid of the idea that I have to be responsible for whatever it is that I do. Mm -hmm. See, there's no other ideology, no other religion that holds that type of merit. Think about this. If there are no laws that derive from, and you know this better than I when you go to the Supreme Court, what's on the Muriel there? You have the lawgiver mm -hmm. that's there. Moses, the great lawgiver. So our laws come from this, this idea that there was this Judeo-Christian ethos that was at play. Get rid of it. I can now drive 100 miles an hour in a 10-mile-hour zone. Forget about if there are kids here. I don't feel like that law is right. So we're constantly trying to make sure that we're getting rid of anything that has a semblance to what is right or wrong. This is why it's so easy for individuals to say, I don't feel like I'm a male or I don't feel like I'm a female. What is that really about outside of the dysphoria According to, uh, you know, Mayo Clinic, the chief doctor there that says, you have a problem, we can fix this here. Let's but get now we're not, we're not able to say that because yeah. that's not affirming yes. their dysphoria and affirming their feelings. We're not allowed to say that because anything that's negative subjectively is somehow now that's the harm yeah. rather than having an objective statement. So let's get rid of science. I can, no longer, I can feel whatever I want to feel. I can do whatever I want to do. This is not just in the name of equity. I love how they coin these things. They always use terms like equal or fairness mm -hmm. because... They if sound good. Well, they sound great. I mean, who doesn't want to be equal? Who doesn't right. want to be fair? But why does it continue to divorce itself from reality and or science and or a biblical principle? Because then it allows that type of depravity to be lived out in every sphere of our existence. And once you have that... You have something that we once saw in Rome and other countries, and it will collapse. It's just a matter of time.
Absolutely. Yeah. And this is why we have to have a measurable objective standard, because if the standard is always shifting, and especially if it's shifting between uh, one individual to the next, even in the same uh, era. Mm -hmm. And so it's not even a matter of the standard shifting from era and time to time. It's saying your standard mm -hmm. is different than my standard. Then how can we ever enforce law at all? But that's what they want to get to. They want to create absolute chaos yeah. so that they can get ultimately to socialism and to completely destroy America. Yeah. And that's what's, that's what's really shocking and sad and why we have to continue to speak up with courage, tell the truth and be bold, uh, not be bullying in any way. We obviously have to speak truth in love but we have to continue to stand firm on the principles of righteousness and truth through that, and we'll continue to do that here on Just the Truth. Continuing the conversation here on Just the Truth, well, we will boldly and courageously always speak the truth. And here on Fridays, I'm talking with my good friend Aubrey Shine, do the host of America Shines yeah. here on Real America's Voice. And uh, we've been talking about the absolute destruction of objective moral truth and the targeted uh, game plan of the left to attack truth. And we're seeing that play out in uh, different people who are who they think that they're activists for this, but mm -hmm. really they're just, um, in a sense, they're victims of the culture, which they would probably embrace, actually, because they like victimization, right? Yeah, and they yeah. think that that's somehow some type of currency in the culture. But one of the headlines over this past week as well was how uh, David Hogg, who mm -hmm. was a supposed survivor of the Parkland uh, shooting and how um, he wasn't even there, though, according, you know, he, he yeah. kind of capitalized on all of that fame. But um, we only know him through his, his uh, march for gun control and some of those things. But um, in the wake of all of the election integrity mm -hmm. ideas, he started this uh, project with a friend called Good Pella, which was supposed to be a competitor to Mike Lindell's My Pella, right? And I loved what Mike Lindell actually said in response. He was like, you know, hey, as long as it's not a patent infringement, competition's a great thing, you know, yeah, right? So we sure. live in capitalist society. And then this week, David Hogg apparently, as a little socialist, decided you know what, being an entrepreneur is actually hard work. And so he said, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Well, I found something. Here's my twist on it. and I thought it was hilarious. So we have Mike Liddell shut down. You have all these major corporations won't even allow this guy's pillow to be so simply because, week. yeah, simply because he has a political position they don't like. Yet the gentleman that just, you know, went belly up, he has all these individuals pushing him, but he still had to drop out the race. Mm. So I find it very mm. interesting. Mike Liddell is still able to survive. And we need, I think every American, I don't care what, you, what side of the fence you're on, you should be supporting Mike Liddell. He didn't ask me to do that, but we should because he's being shut down because of his God's belief that resonates in everything that he does in his business. Yet you had David Hogg here. He has the support of the cancel culture, and he still can't survive it. I think this is telling where we really are. I, I want to say this because you said something so interesting that I thought, I hope a lot of people just caught what you just did. We're not pushing Christianity in the sense of we're here proselytizing. We're just simply saying this is what this country was founded upon. Now, no one can deny it that has the basic ability to read maybe on a fifth or sixth grade level. Only thing you have to do is read. Read the foundation. Read the Go to various states and read their own constitutions prior to the Constitution. 
you'll still find God. You'll still find things like Christ. We can't deny that. So here's a, here's a country called the United States of America, and I, I tie this into David Augier. Here's a country that says, here are the creeds and the, the model in which we're going to build on. I challenge any viewer that's looking right now, show me one country. I'll take one. One country that has had success like the United States of America with our creed of a Judeo-Christian foundation. Show me one country that even comes close and I'll fall out laughing on the floor because we both know it doesn't exist. So a foundation is always the dynamic of what something is built upon. Coming out of Chicago as a kid, I would often go and look at the big tall buildings that they were building and I, I confess, I would kind of sneak behind the bar. I wanted to see the foundation always amazed me. I didn't realize the depth of these foundations in order to get these real tall high rises up, they had to go down so deep, it was almost breathtaking. That is the United States of America. Our foundation is so deep that every time there is some sort of battle that's going on, guess what happens? People begin to go back to the God of this country. Whether it's 9-11, whether it is some of the fiascos that we've seen where it's natural dynamics that are pillaging various areas, villages, etc. People always go back. They always go back and say, we need to pray. Churches filled up around America during a 9-11. It's a fact. Same thing in this prior election, Jenna. More evangelical leaders came out and voted than ever before. More blacks voted for a president that they said he could not vote for than ever before. And I believe the way that we get our nation back, we got to return back to its foundation. Take away its foundation, yes. you have nothing. Yes, and that's incumbent upon every single individual because we can't just say, well, I hope that uh, the Congress members do that. I hope that we get a Republican or conservative majority. Mm -hmm. I hope that our states will do the right thing. It's incumbent upon every individual because if you look at, just take for example, when you're saying, you know, returning to God in the midst of the whole COVID-19 pandemic, mm -hmm. if you look at the states that have rejected some of the lies and the myths about saying, oh, we have to continue to shut down and we have to continue to have these overbroad infringements, the states that have reopened the fastest who are doing the best are the ones where their citizens have said, we don't want, we're not going to stand for this. We are not going to have this by our consent. If you look at California right now, yeah. who's saying that June 15th, they're going to reopen. It's only after Governor Newsom is facing a recall election. That's the power of we the people and saying we have to continue to conserve truth yeah. and we can't abdicate our role sure. as consent of the government just to those who are in power because we know that our system of government is predicated on the concept of limited power and making sure that we the people get to select and prefer those from among us who are in power but we have to hold them accountable and we have to do that in a way that reflects truth and you're right Aubrey we always go back in times of crisis, Absolutely. in times of hardship, we go back to our roots and we always go back to the truth. Well, think about it. Slavery, how did we rid ourselves of this ugly stain? It was simple. Churchmen, I mean, Revolutionary War. It was pastors that were preaching on a Sunday morning and then going up, loading the musket and going out to a battle to say, hey, we don't want, you know, this king idea being lived out. In, in, this, in this new nation that we're doing. Same thing with COVID. The number one download 
during COVID-19. On one of the apps, over 600 million downloads was scripture. Words from Isaiah, the Old Testament prophet, and all of my Hebraic friends, Isaiah, uh, the prophet. That's where America turned to. We always turn to it. So again, we know the truth. Well, of course, we know the truth. And, and, and the Bible says we can suppress yeah. the truth in our wickedness. Yeah. But we always know that truth is self-evident. It is written on our hearts. And we know that it comes from the God of the Bible. We can hate what we say that we hate as citizens. That's, that's fine. But I'm more into fact Tell me about facts. Give me, I, I love the name of your show, Just the Truth. Just give me the truth. Tell me how something was built. If it's successful, tell me its origin. What is its genesis? Give me the etymology of whatever that word is. I can find then the facts based here. Again, I'm talking to every atheist that may tune in because they like that you're very principled. Here's the fact, Mr. and Mrs. Atheist, you can choose to be an atheist here, but you can't deny the fact that this country was founded upon principles that you're enjoying your atheistic behavior out of. Because anywhere else, you couldn't do this if you were, again, in a, a, a theocracy like Iran. You have to make a choice. Yes, and even the atheists who may believe in secular humanism or whatever mm -hmm. their woke ideology is, they can't deny that there is a measurable difference between right and wrong and good and evil. They even use those terms. How can they even define them apart from an objective standard? And that standard always has to come back to God because yeah. he's the personification. Well, that's truth. like having morals without a moral giver. Yes. Can't happen. Can't happen. So we'll be right back with more here on Just the Truth. Already, it's almost the end of the show because we have so much to say here on the Friday Roundup with my good friend Aubrey Shines, host of America Shines here on Real America's Voice. Tune into that tomorrow. Uh, but Aubrey, we've been talking about um, the need for moral truth and the understanding that, of course, um, our society is grounded in recognition of the truth, not this fabricated idea of what the founders' faith was, because they didn't create the Constitution saying, hey, look at me, I'm the standard, my faith is the standard. They knew that in order to create uh, the best opportunity to mm -hmm. protect freedom and liberty, true meaningful liberty and justice for all, and in order to have a legitimate form of government, they had to recognize our divine lawgiver and morality outside of just the collective judgment of uh, men. And so as we're looking at these concepts today and mm -hmm. how the leftists are just completely dis disbanding everything, um, the other thing that happened this week was uh, Rashida Tlaib yeah. and some of the others looking at what's happening in Minnesota, for example, and wanting to totally defund the police and say that enforcement, uh, legitimate enforcement of laws is somehow something that we need to completely disband. Well, let's look at these individuals. And again, I'm only pointing out the facts because I study facts. You have Omar, you have to lead. These are individuals whose origins come from a particular part of this globe that is purely chaotic. Those are facts. That's not my opinion. They're just facts. So they divorce themselves from their origin. Now, I'm not saying don't move wherever you want to move. If you can get here, get here. Even though I know Omar's is under uh, some sort of scrutiny right now because, uh, again, my sources is telling me that she actually married her brother to get into the nation. I'm sure that's going to come out, hopefully, eventually. But these same groups that have seen chaos in the origins in which they're from, they are now pushing, by the way, let's empty out prisons 
I, I, I mean, it, if this isn't crazy, I, I, would, I think I would be laughing right now. Empty out prisons and let's defund police departments. Now, here, here's, for me again, here's the rub. Because we have white officers killing black people. Now, I, I'm a big fan of let the due process play itself out. Let's see what really, really happens here. But this is an underline of something else. The majority of the Democratic Party, they're not denouncing this. Right. Now, we've had Biden to come out and say, well, I don't want to go that far. But the bulk of his party is saying, no, I think we need to consider this. Now, these are the same individuals when they go into Congress and they go into their homes. They have guards. They have mm -hmm. security. They have detailed security around them all the time. But let's empty out the prison. So if, God forbid, that we have some psycho that goes on a murder spree that happens to be a person of color, what they're saying is, well, the system is unfair. I mean, look at how the mainstream media has totally swept under the rug uh, the the person of color who was at the Capitol uh, yeah. with the car accident and all well, that, and, and, and intentionally attacking the Capitol. I mean, when it doesn't fit there, or even the Colorado shooter, when yes. they initially said, oh, he's white, and so then it became this whole race narrative, then as soon as they found out, oh, well, actually, his, his race isn't just white, yeah. uh, then that became something that doesn't fit their narrative. And so all these conversations um, and I think one of the reasons that this Friday Roundup is, is an important dialogue is that each of these issues isn't just separate and distinct mm -hmm. in terms of the left's orientation of their agenda and what they're doing. We as conservatives and as Christians need to understand the bigger picture of how it all fits together because this isn't just an isolated thing that we can, you know, laugh at the failure of, right. of good pillow or sure. say, oh, Rashida Tlaib is one, you know, kind of wacky congressperson who's saying this is ridiculous, it'll never happen. No, this is a genuine multi multifaceted way that the left is trying to not only normalize mm -hmm. socialism, sure. normalize the principle and ideology of wokeism, but this is a coordinated, genuine sure. attack on America's uh, constitution and our system of government. Well, again, this collaborative effort, I, I, again, I think one would have to pretend that they are not watching this. Of course they can see this. Now, again, I would love for us to be in a place where media is just reporting it. Don't give me your side or his side or her. Just give me the give me the news for God's sake. Let me make like that facts, just yeah, facts. Just, That'd be just amazing. some facts. I can <laughs> yeah. figure this thing out here. Yeah. They won't report that unless it fits a narrative. Here's what gets me. Why is it, Jenna, that when we have this type of thing that happened in Minnesota, and again, I don't know the full story yet. That's why I haven't made a big comment on it yet. I want to see the due process. There is burning down of buildings. And, and by the way, some of the buildings that have been burned down, I know this for a fact because I have connections in the Minnesota area. Some of these are black-owned businesses that have supported the Black Lives Matter, and now their businesses are being burned down. Yeah, and then now, you have the Black Lives Matter CEO who's now buying, yes, what, a three-point-something million mansion? But notice where she's buying it. She's buying right? it in a lily-white neighborhood. Why isn't hmm. she more power to the people and going back to, quote, where she says that she's there to help? Here's what gets me about this whole narrative where the news just jumps on this poor white person or this white police officer, he or she has murdered another black person and you have, you just have this barrage of corporations and everything. Here is what our audience should be paying attention to in a nutshell. Why isn't the same pushback from corporate America upset, angry, because thousands of blacks are being murdered every year just in the city that I came out of, Chicago. 
Chicago has had more black on black killing than all of the Iraq war soldiers that we lost in just the last 10 years. Why isn't anyone wow. burning up a building over that? Why isn't well, that an infographic? Well, I can tell you why, media. because a black life only matters when a white life kills it, but mm -hmm. several thousand blacks can kill each other mm -hmm. and there's nothing from the White House. Perhaps right. they were the architect of some of the bad policies anyway. Or the, the absolute genocide of black babies and abortion when you had the eugenics and the absolute yeah. racism of Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger. Yeah. I mean, you never hear about that because it fits their agenda. Bingo. So we're gonna be back um, again next week with Aubrey Shines. Thank you so much, sure, my thanks, friend. Jenna. That's it for this episode of Just the Truth. I'm Jenna Ellis, and we are sponsored by the Thomas More Society, which is a not-for-profit national public interest law firm dedicated to restoring respect in law for life, family, and religious liberty. You can find out more about the Thomas More Society and the incredible work that we do there at thomasmoresociety.org. And I will be back tomorrow and every Monday through Friday here on Just the Truth.